Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda Fisher. I've helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally my jam. Here, you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That's pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do. And it's time to start talking about these issues that arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. I am so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Fisher, owner and founder of Empower Your Pelvis, a pelvic floor physical therapy clinic in the Kansas City area. We've got one on the Missouri side, one on Kansas, but besides the point, this is a podcast. So let's get to the nitty gritty on pelvic health. With it being Wednesday, this is going to be a Wellness Wednesday episode where I'm answering some of your top questions that come in on Instagram on my ask me anything. What questions do you have? Ask me anything. Nothing's TMI. So here we go. I just put a video out on this this morning, but this question came through as well. What are some of the best ways to release tightness in the pelvic floor without using a device? So out here in the Midwest right now, these chairs where people can go sit on them for their pelvic floor are very popular, as well as some other devices like the Perry Fit. Now, I'm going to be honest with any device that anybody sends me, especially this chair, I've yet to sit on it. I've yet to touch any of these devices. All I can tell you is the pelvic floor has over 20 plus muscles in it, okay? Which can re- leave a lot of room for compensation and error. So let's think about like rotator cuff, majority like four muscles around the rotator cuff. If we have an imbalance, we may end up leaning forward can get tight. The front muscles will get tight. The back muscles are going to be weak because we're rounding our shoulders forward. Same thing goes with the pelvic floor. Y'all, humans are creatures of habit. So we like to do things that our body's just kind of naturally doing day after day after day repetitively because it's easy and our brain doesn't have to think about it. Meaning posture can be one of them that you just start to get into the slumped posture, the seated posture. We want to sit down more often because our body is relaxed, but then it can get more tight in certain areas. So especially like sitting, rounding our back poor posture, it's going to tighten up more in the back of the pelvic floor. And if that's something that you're used to doing, sitting a lot. So driving for your work, driving to work, sitting at your job, sitting on a Zoom call, Coming home, sitting for dinner, sitting at kids' baseball games. Hello, been there, going to be there tonight for a doubleheader. Or sitting on the couch and watching TV with your family, watching a movie. That can all cause tension in the back. So if you're having loss of gas that's kind of happening, um, you know, that I don't know, I'm thinking of like family members that like might walk by and gas just kind of slips out or you have bladder leakage, or you're dealing with pain or pelvic spasms or lower bladder cramping around the lower abdomen, all of that can really play into the pelvic floor not working well. So when the question is the best way to release it without using a device, y'all, everybody sit up straight, sit on your sits bones. And I want you to think of picking up a blueberry or sucking up a smoothie through your vagina with a straw down there. Okay, I'm picking it up. I can feel myself lift against gravity. So you might feel it kind of being a little shaky, a little shaky shake. 
release that pelvic floor, let it go all the way back down like an elevator going all the way back down to the lobby. Now, for some of us, we may be like, didn't feel anything, didn't feel it move. Some of us may feel it kind of blop, 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 drop down like you're on the elevator with my kids that have hit all the buttons. So you're like dropping a floor, stopping, dropping a floor, stopping, dropping a floor. Or maybe it's like a jellyfish where it's like, kind of just fading out. Or maybe you had a smooth transition back down to the lobby. That's what we're aiming for. So if you didn't feel that smooth transition yet, go ahead and pick up that pelvic floor again. Suck up that smoothie, pick up that pelvic floor through the vagina with a straw, and put it all the way back down. Remember, that goal is that smooth transition. Let's give it a go one more time. Go ahead and pick up that blueberry, suck up that smoothie through a straw, feeling it probably more in the back. Put it all the way back down. The easiest way to release it is to try it a few times. If you're not really sure what you're feeling, you can take your hand right inside that sits bone and you should be able to feel yourself kegel, squeeze, release it all the way back down. And you'll be able to feel that in your fingers and your hands that are sitting on that tissue. What I like to do, especially with patients, is we're going to test it out about three times with the pelvic floor. Three times gives us a release or at least allows our body to activate, to be able to pick up that tissue and then put it all the way back down. When we do more than that, so like eight to 10 repetitions of that, now we're working more strength. Most of us, because we have 20 plus different muscles down there, majority of us have muscles that are poorly coordinated, meaning some are working overtime and others aren't working that well at all. So the goal is to get them to coordinate together again, not to strengthen the ones that are already tight. Meaning a lot of people when they're doing Kegels are Kegel, 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 Kegel and forgetting to release it back down. Now, if this was your arm and you're doing bicep curls, if I forgot to release it back down, I'm going to look like I have dinosaur arms and I'm walking around with dinosaur arms all day. Someone would be like, yo, what are you doing? Like, let that go. Let your arms extend so you can use them because you look funny that you're walking around with dinosaur arms. And with the pelvic floor, we can't see them but we can feel it when we test ourselves out, meaning pick it up, put it all the way back down. And if it doesn't feel like a smooth transition, try it three times and let it go. And if it's not releasing yet, come back and try it again in another hour. Work on that release, work on that mobility. You can also get it to release out with stretches, like a deep squat. So if you're walking through your house, I always tell my patients, find a doorway, hold onto the doorway, hold onto the handles, the doorknobs, drop it like it's hot. Drop it where your butt, your pelvic floor goes below your knees. That allows that pelvic floor to lengthen out. If your knees are like, dude, my knees won't let me bend that low. Then lay on your back and grab your knees in that same position, a squat position. We call it happy baby. And see if you can release it out there where you're breathing into the ribs, letting that pelvic floor release all the way out. Or if you're in your kitchen and you're doing dishes or working up, cooking up a meal for your family, you can always hold onto the sink at the countertop and drop it like it's hot there. So if you're dealing with bladder urgency or bladder frequency, you can drop it down to release those muscles so that you can stand a little bit longer without feeling the need to go, go, go at that moment. All right, let's go on to the next question. If you have questions with that, please let me know. All right. Will I always have pain with a too tight pelvic floor? Is it possible that it just may not improve? So the reason I have started Empower Your Pelvis and I have this podcast and I have my business is 
because I too have pelvic floor tension. It's something that I figured out what it was in my early 20s. I was 21 at the time. I was running a lot of half marathons one year. I was in grad school for physical therapy. I was engaged planning my wedding with my husband. And I was dealing with bladder leakage while running. And again, I was 21. I had not had any kids yet. Wasn't even thinking about children. And then I was also dealing with pain with intercourse, pain with inserting a tampon, trouble getting tampons out. And 21, nothing was talked about this in like 2000. I don't know. This is early. I don't know what you would call that. Early 2008. Okay. 2008, 2009. This was all happening. And I'm here to say like, I am doing very, very well with not having pelvic pain. I also now have a history of PCOS that was diagnosed a few years ago. So with PCOS, we have found with patients that pelvic pain goes with that, right? You've got cysts in your abdomen, you get some cramping, you get rectal spasms that may occur. I now, because of my history with pelvic pain and my history with PCOS, I make sure I do some kind of pelvic floor mobility, not once, but I aim for twice a day if not more. So I just, it becomes like habit for me to walk through the office, to walk through my house and get into a deep squat. That to me is way more manageable than laying on the floor because you can do a deep squat anywhere as long as you have the range of motion in your hips and your knees. And over time after doing this, I gained more range of motion in my ankles and more range of motion in my hips while getting into a deep squat. In the beginning, me dropping it into a deep squat was around like... 10 seconds minimum because my hips were aching with it or my ankles. I was coming up on my toes because I didn't have the range of motion in my ankles due to old ankle injuries that I had playing sports as a kid, playing basketball and volleyball. I injured my ankles a lot. So it really did. I was surprised because I, a couple, I guess in 2021, started doing an eight week C-section recovery course with women And all of us in it were actually like a year and a half minimum out of our C-sections. And we were doing deep squat stretches every single day. And so I started to watch myself as I was helping these other ladies go through this program and realizing like, oh my God, I can actually get my ankles to touch the ground in a deep squat. And I have never that I could remember have that happen since I had had kids. So it was like high school when I was able to get my ankles to touch probably. But over time, your body, and this goes with any joint, especially being like I'm in my mid 30s. If you were in your 40s, 30s or below, like even after that, but it may be a little bit harder to gain range of motion as you're hitting into your 50s, that fifth decade. But if you are telling your body like, I can only raise my arm this far. I really can't, but just for purposes, I'm showing. Like if I can only raise my arm so far, if I start to tell my body that I need to go a little bit further, as long as I'm touching on that discomfort without creating pain, discomfort, meaning I might feel a little bit of a stretch, right? It's not painful. It's like a one out of 10 that I feel a stretch, two out of 10. And painful stretch would be a 10 out of 10. So I'm very low on that threshold. Enough where I'm like, oh, there's a little bit of tightness there. I'm going to back off. Same thing goes with deep squats or any kind of stretch. If you touch on that discomfort and come back off and you start to do that a little bit every day, and I mean every day, give yourself like eight weeks to test this out, your body's going to start reminding itself like, oh, we need to start paying attention there. We need to start creating mobility, which is going to be beautiful because the body's going to start to work in other ranges of motion. Because if we're having dysfunction or we're having pain, our body's trying to get our attention that we're not doing something well or we're doing something incorrectly for a while that we need to start gaining 
more range of motion within that joint or within that area. So then we can start to have that full functionality back. So back to that question, that was a long drawn out answer. Will I have tightness on my pelvic floor forever? It's hard to say. I think we're all drawn to, again, habits, creatures of habit, that if we go back to old ways and we're not stretching the tissue in a full 360 direction, then yeah, we're more likely to have that pelvic pain. But once you figure out how to gain mobility, how to keep function there and how to decrease that pain, keep up with it. And I feel like if that pain starts to creep back, you have the tools now to go back and improve your symptoms. So I don't think it's a forever thing. I've seen so many people change as patients who have been dealing with chronic pain for as long as I have or even longer that I believe there's hope for everyone. So hence the business name, Empower Your Pelvis. All right, let's go for one more. All right, this one, um, I apologize if you have kids in the car. It's a question that says, with my pelvic floor muscles being so tight, is it harder to orgasm or do I have lack of orgasm because of that? Yes. So the muscles down there have to be able to contract and relax all the way out quickly to make an orgasm happen. So if those muscles are tight, they're not going to be able to release out to make that orgasm fully functional. So you may not have an orgasm or it may be that it takes longer to make it happen. You may have decreased sensitivity down there. So really working on the mobility down there, either with a wand. I love the pelvic wand from Intimate Rose. We'll put the link in the show notes or it's on my website under um, products we recommend. And the code for that's Amanda4, like the number four after the word Amanda for $5 off. You can use that, but get yourself... We love the vibrating wands for our patients in the clinic. Vibration with tight tissue really helps to decrease that contraction. So it really helps to aim and relaxing the tissue and then you get to lengthen it out further. So we recommend the vibrating wands. I love my vibrating wand. It's still what I use to this day for mobility. And you can use that wand, but then also work on pelvic floor mobility stretching like cat cow and child's pose and deep squat. There's such a good variety, but then also hitting in the hips too, like a hip 90-90. I love this all. This is stuff that we do on our membership on my Monday, Tuesdays and Fridays. We work hip mobility. There are videos galore because I've been doing this for over a year now. Lots of mobility videos, lots of strengthening videos, and lots of core and pelvic floor. So that would be improvements on getting that tissue to lengthen out, but then coordinating them back, making them all work together as a team so they can do what they're supposed to do. And if the goal is to orgasm, then by golly, let's get it there. All right, guys, that's it for Wellness Wednesday question and answer for this Empower Your Pelvis podcast. If you have any questions that you want answered, put them in the comments below or on Wednesdays on our Instagram, empower.your.pelvis. Go ahead and put it in the question box there. And who knows, and make it pulled to be answered on our Wellness Wednesday series on the podcast. Have a great day, all. Thank you so much for joining. Please share with any friends and family, and hopefully you are learning something about your pelvic health. Thank you. Hey, Pelvic Posse. I want to thank you so much for joining into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you can continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review telling them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health? And then number three, 
If you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all your visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to also watch. Thank you so much again and make sure to give your pelvis some love until next time. Peace out pelvic posse.